Welcome to episode four of the podcast in season two. Uh, it's still locked down. It's still just me and Ben. Yeah, just the two of us. Just the two of us. We thought we'd quick sort of go get straight into some quick fire questions because we're, well, we're just Billy, not no mates, but just Billy two mates at the moment. So um, on that theme of the quick fire questions, Ross, um, parents evening or open evening for you as a preference? Oh, I'm going to say open evening. I think, you know, that opportunity to showcase the school. Um kind of leaves you with a feel good um question to you uh dealing with the head teacher or with an nqt head teacher's probably more likely to pay aren't they yeah depends (laughs) yeah yeah i'd probably you probably uh yeah i don't know difficult in it i'd go head head teacher head teacher uh and for you uh so go on honestly home learning not home learning sorry remote learning or in the classroom has to be the classroom yeah. It's just not the same. No, no, it's it's, it's very different, isn't it? And we're we're thinking of all you lot out there. And I'd ask you the next question, but we both know we've both experienced the power of the big crystal. Yeah, we're big up on the big power, the big crystal, but it's just yeah, yeah. Well, Still not find... that sponsorship deal. No, if we don't, we'll find a new pen soon. Yeah. Uh, so it goes to the fifth question. So, would you rather mark thirty books, or would you rather have, deal with a parent on a phone call? Uh Probably actually a parent on a phone call because I reckon, generally speaking, you can always kind of bring it down or whatever it is, even if they're irate or going, whereas 30 books are not going to disappear. 30 books is set, that's a good hour, two hours, whatever that is, whereas a parent phone call, you can always kind of pretend that the line went dead. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, though, it would finish much sooner. It didn't matter how difficult that phone call was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whereas 30 books are here. Blimey, your hand starts to actually. I haven't physically marked books for a long time. We're all going to have to start getting doing some hand workouts to get keeping those wrists supple. Yeah, so, it's yeah. strange. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, all right, good answers. Um, yeah. So today's episode, we're going to talk about coaching. Yeah, sounds um, good. Obviously, I've done quite a bit of work on coaching this year um, and tried to launch it at the school that we're in. Um, I think it's very different to management. Yes, yeah. important. It's very different to mentoring as well. Yeah, and I, and I think, I think from sort of past part of our kind of conversations that have gone around this as well is it's, it's trying to, it's, it's trying to realise that that is a, is a cultural shift and a cultural change when you bring in coaching and actually it can have seismic changes and seismic shifts on on a school's whole approach. If, you know, in terms of development, in terms of improvement, if you can adopt a coaching model, I think the sort of research and the the kind of uh, evidence out there is that it's kind of it has massive impact. It's just. It's almost how you do it, I suppose. I think that's part of the conversation, really, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, from what I've read, it, they say it takes three years to create a coaching culture. Right. So, okay. if there's people, other people out there who are creating a or trying to launch a coaching program, you need to realise that it isn't something that you can just implement overnight yeah. or a term or even a year. It, it takes three years, yeah. and if you have key people leave within that time. It just sets the process. I was going to say, I was just about to say, say the same thing. Sort of like, actually, when you think about a school's life cycle, generally, like, you know, 
actually three years is quite a long time and the amount of personnel that might interchange as a result of that when you talk about culture as well you want that sort of embedded and deep rooted and that tends to be with sort of long-standing members of staff so turnover is quite an interesting uh, point of that because especially when you think about the fact that you know a coaching conversation a coaching partnership needs that that relationship needs that trust needs that build built up sort of kind of respect between two people um yeah it doesn't happen overnight but equally if your coaching partner moves on or whatever it might be then it's a difficult game to do it in but um yeah i think yeah. that you you probably hit the nail on the head there in terms of the most fundamental part to this is the relationship right you know if you're gonna if you're gonna have coaching and you're gonna have that partner it's it's the relationship you have with that person the trust that you have because coaching you've got to open yourself up to probably scrutinizing things that you've probably felt like you're very capable and good at mm -hmm. actually you you know you're really being self-reflective and you're inviting someone else into that and it's as if they are invading you know your personal space yeah massively and it's about yeah you, when you say that trust it is about that because you are like you say you, you're discussing things and you're kind of unpicking things and you're kind of getting them as their tool is that they're using that Kind of skill of coaching and the coaching conversation and the questions to unpick some of your problems and ultimately it's either your problems and ultimately your solutions that you're finding at the end of it and it's them that are helping you do it but it's quite a difficult thing to do because you know teaching is a kind of kind of quite a personal thing isn't it and you're a very different teacher to I to my style and styles very doesn't you know mean that people get competitive and in competition but yeah coaching can lend itself to that yeah i think coaching applies itself really well to that you know you, you come with your problems yeah. so you identify it you're an expert in your classroom you know you, you and me did that research where lesson observations over a year actually only account for 0.6 percent yeah. of the lessons that take place in a year exactly. and you're the person who's in that room 100 percent of the time and yeah. you're going to know um you're going to know what it is you need to develop and, yeah. and i think that's where it plays that role. I, th I think most teachers do don't they I think I think you know when we, we you talk about sort of the I guess the kind of environment in which a good coaching relationship happens or in a, a good coaching uh, relationship kind of isn't allowed to blossom. Um, you know I think it's important to think that actually at the moment we're in a situation where people aren't in buildings and people are at home, but actually that's an environment that coaching could still take place in. Um, there doesn't need to be a hierarchy with regards to actually your coaching partner and actually you know. We talk about in the quickfire questions NQT or, or head teacher of the dinner, and NQT could quite easily coach with, with the head teacher and vice versa. Um, yeah, yeah, you don't you don't need to be there. You know, it's that person comes to you, and actually, a lot of um, studies have looked at the the coach is an outsider and has mm -hmm. no experience of what's going. You've just gone to them for a coaching conversation. Yeah. You go with your problems and you leave with your own solutions. It's about that kind of inner self. Mm -hmm. but, you know, your coach doesn't need to be trained to have impact. Okay. Trained coaches have greater impact, but if you're following a simple recipe, so as an example, the growth model from Whitmore, yeah, yeah. if you are following that model, um, then you will have impact as a, as a, as a coach. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because all the things, because I know you've done a lot of studies about it and a lot of research about it. Um, you and I are having a conversation now and all the things that probably come natural to us in terms of a conversation, I know this isn't a coaching conversation, me nodding our head, taking away all things that actually probably don't do it as a coach or, or coaching in relation right someone's popular on the that's the uh it's at the instagram i wish another it'd be, listener it'd be my mum again <laughs> every time know, every I'm gonna, day i'm gonna move that phone um yeah no you're right you, we're both sitting here smiling nodding at each other yeah. and kind yeah. of and having that communication 
coach, you don't do that. Yeah. It's, you know, you've got to go against those instincts to nod your a, head. It's quite difficult, isn't it? It's quite unnatural because, you know, yeah, even yeah. now, I mean, just doing that, smiling, nodding at you, kind of like, yeah. you know. The, re the reason is because you, you reinforce that person's beliefs, whether yeah. they're positive or negative. And actually, those yeah. beliefs may not be true. Yeah. And you by sitting and not nodding or smiling, you allow them to reflect as they talk to you. And actually, something that they may see as a, a positive or a negative, they may change their opinion. Mm. Whereas if you do sit there, nod, agree, you just reinforce it and actually that there's no kind of development in, in those kind of opinions. Mm. Be interesting to sort of get a sense of, of people that have either undertaken coaching, coaching programs, if you're in a different school and you've got a kind of an established sort of cultural environment, which coaching, where coaching is taking place sort of almost as a, a kind of a replacement for line management or, or, or kind of a substitute, interesting to get a sense of anyone's feedback on that yeah and maybe we can get uh susie and adam um getting some of that feedback since they're yeah literally doing nothing towards this podcast <laughs> at the moment yeah maybe, maybe i'll tell you what what would be quite good is maybe get a kind of a, i don't know an audit of some of the best questions you've ever been asked slightly different from coaching necessarily but just a, just a general understanding of what's what's some of the best questions you've, what's the best question you've ever been asked best question i've ever been asked um, or, or from your understanding of coaching, what would you say the, the best question is? Yeah. Well, um, I, I will think further about my own question, but um, the best, so Steiner says the best question is no question. So someone's explaining to you an issue and you just sit there and silence. have silence and they are, whilst you're doing that, they are reflecting on what they've just told you and they may add to that and so the best question is no question i'm not encouraging this for remote learning but that just jogs my memory I, at a previous school observed a lesson where the teacher started with absolute silence um, and just maintained silence it was with an a-level class it's slightly different maybe kind of like audience but he waited and and the whole point was that it was about he tried to unpick the fact that they actually want to understand their own and like learning and actually what is it that they want out of it rather than Here's, here's a lesson, here's what I'm going to teach you, here's what I'm going to be doing today. He sat back and then silent. A, a, a bit of a gimmick, but it kind of worked well in kind of the, the pupils taking on board that. Yeah. Silence. I think, thinking of my best question, I'm thinking really, I remember being having an observation once and I thought I'd done something really well. Mm -hmm. And um, in my mind, I was just kind of like, well, I've done that really well and I just kind of moved on. But when I came back to my feedback, the person just said, why did you do that? And for something that I thought, and probably just kind of the context I was in, I was thinking, well, here's my three positive yeah. things. And now we're going to spend a lot of time discussing these three negatives. Yeah. I'd actually, while sharing one of the positives, they just said, why did you do that? Yeah. And then actually that made me really kind of think and unpick. And then it was kind of like, well, actually it wasn't that much of a positive anyway. Uh -huh. But what they'd done is they hadn't just come into my observation and said, this was terrible. They've allowed me to fit to kind of reflect on my own practice. Yeah. Oh, good. How about good. yourself? Any good questions you've had? Do you know what? I'm going to give that some thinking time as well and give it the Steiner approach and, and give it silence. And I might post that on the Instagram. Okay. My best question. If we do sit in silence, we can fill in two more minutes of this podcast as well. Well, yeah, that's a good idea. That's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
and welcome to the takeaway section of the podcast. Uh, takeaways are going to focus just on the coaching because we haven't actually organised our interview. No, no, we need to get ourselves sorted, don't we? Get our gaming gear. But anyway, yeah, coaching. So we have a little conversation around coaching, and I think um, I think just in terms of takeaways, three things that you could take away. I think firstly that that crucial ingredient is the relationship, making sure that relationship is uh, one built on trust. We've stated that it doesn't actually need to be a hierarchy. It doesn't need to be someone that's more senior or less senior. Anybody can uh, match up or coach up or pair up with someone else. So in terms of that partnership, the coaching partnership, relationships really, really, really crucial. And we talked about um, what would be the best question. And we actually said that um, sometimes the best question is no question and allowing silence to take place because that's going to allow someone to have that deeper thought and that further reflection on what they've just said and perhaps actually enlighten themselves and add more information to the conversation mm. and the last the last takeaway um quite an interesting point especially in our profession where we're surrounded by kind of education and teachers and things is but they actually don't have to be trained uh in terms of coaching to actually necessarily have impact so thinking around that and thinking about how your coaching partners can be formed Oh, 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 oh,